Welcome back to another edition of the Forts Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferno. We're at Forts Athletics. We equip coaches and athletes with the tools they seek out in order to achieve their unique and specific goals. And we are recording today's episode, episode 85, I believe, on Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. And uh, what I want to start talking about over the course of the month of August is uh, some of the coaching research that I've conducted and how some of that coaching research and what other coaches have to say about uh, coaching and developing team culture and philosophy can positively or negatively, depending on how you look at it, impact athlete performance. And for this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the background and what's always fascinated me about coaching, especially in track and field, is that when I've gone to nationals over the years, it always seems that the same coaches from the same colleges and universities are there with different athletes over many, over many, 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 many years. And I'll just give you an example. First year I was coaching, I went to nationals in 2005, outdoor nationals, Grinnell, Iowa, uh, with uh, Jen Galvin, and uh, 11 years later, went back to Grinnell, Iowa, with Lewis, and basically it was the same faces, same coaches, same throwing coaches from the same universities and colleges, but with different athletes, and then fast forward to 2022, at, um, oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank, uh, Spire with Dylan, they were the exact same coaches again. So over the span of like 15 years, 17 years, basically you have same coaches at the same colleges and universities taking athletes to nationals. And you kind of expand on that and you look at the D2 and the D1 level and it's, it's familiar faces maybe different colleges, but the same same schools and universities are being represented at nationals, and we're talking about throwers here. Uh, and it just got me thinking a few years ago, after I finished my doc work at Fishers, what is it about these coaches, what is it about them that allows them to repeat the success and the successes they have with different af- athletes over the period of you know, 4, 8, 12 years? So I wrote up a project, I submitted a proposal when I was at the U of R, and I basically, the crux of the proposal was, what is it about Olympic throwing coaches that allows them to repeat success with working with athletes and going to the Olympic Games? So kind of like big pie in the sky idea of, am I going to able one to work with coaches, not work with them, interview them, Are they going to allow me to interview them for an hour, an hour and a half and ask them all these questions about coaching and try and figure it out what it is about them that has allowed them to sustain success at the pinnacle of the sport of track and field. Having athletes compete every other year at world championships and having athletes compete every four years at the Olympic Games. 
So for the project that I conducted, and since the paper's been published in uh, Track Coach Journal and the winter 2022 um, release, is basically six coaches, throwing coaches, who have worked with athletes over a sustained period of time and have reached the pinnacle, like I mentioned, aforementioned, uh, of success, coaching athletes to the Olympic Games over a long period of time. So what I really wanted to try and, and do and talk to was coaches who didn't just go once but went multiple times and not necessarily with the same athlete. And that's where it's interesting because uh, I started the project in 2020. The paper was published in 2022. uh, Was identifying who these coaches were, reaching out to them, and getting their permission to spend time and interview them. So it's just something that... I don't know. It's just really interesting and it's fascinating that in track that it is it the program? Is it the people at the program? Like what is it about your power five schools for the most part? No, it's not all the time. Like you have national champions from non-power five schools all the time. But if you look at consistently at TFERS over the course of the last, I don't know, five, ten years, minus the COVID years. Um, that you'll see that the same Power 5 schools are always in the mix and always have national champions and always have All-American throwers. But the coaches uh, sometimes aren't at the same university. So if you're at Power, Power School A and then you go to Power School B and you go to Power School C and you go to Power School D, you're, regardless of what school you're at, you're still coaching high-level athletes, and uh, there's a gentleman right now that is kind of sharing this information on TikTok, and, uh, (laughs) excuse me, I think it's really interesting about the level of competitiveness that these athletes have at the D1 compared to D2 and D3, but for the focus of this project, like I said, it was Olympic level at the very top of, of the sport of the the profession and um, I started thinking about the project many years ago actually uh, right when I finished from Fisher I I thought that that was going to be the first project that I was going to work on as a post I don't know doc student I guess but uh, had some uh, education papers published along the way some book chapters Uh, so this was like the first like real project that I worked on by myself with the support of uh, a research team, I guess reviewers, to help me piece together uh, the qualitative portion of, of the project. So that's just kind of like to set the stage of where we are and why uh, I wanted to pursue the project and why I feel it's really important because some of the outcomes and some of the themes that emerged really isn't anything like earth-shattering or spectacular, which is actually what two of the reviewers said in one of my early submissions was that you didn't really uncover anything new here. Um, I wanted to email them back and say I did because other research focused on elite sport has never just focused solely on uh, track and field. 
So there's a lot about like rugby and soccer and baseball and hockey and tennis and gymnastics and rhythmic gymnastics and uh, uh, like competitive uh, extreme kayaking, all these different sports. But there's nothing really ever just focused on throwers and track. Uh, so one, and then two, the success of the throwers over the course of the decades uh, that I interviewed their coaches is really quite, <laughs> quite remarkable when you, when you think of the successes that um, our throwers have had since, I guess, 96 up until I didn't interview any coaches after the 21 Olympics. Uh, or 20 Olympics, rather. So it was all before that. So really you have the 96, 2000, 04, 08, 12, 16 Olympics to be able to choose from and look at um, athletes. But if you look at other sports, too, it's pretty similar, right? If you look at, like, uh, the D1 level, like football, you consistently have the same five or ten schools essentially competing for a national championship every year where for the most part the coaches stay the same, the head coaches, um, for the most part, not all, just talking generalities here, um, stay the same, but essentially you have head coach and their assistants and they continuously produce top athletes and that compete you know, for national championships in football. So the universal message or the message from the throwing coaches I interviewed uh, similar to other, you know, football coaches or baseball or basketball coaches, hockey coaches that have written books about leadership and coaching and, you know, developing players to reach their full potential, excuse me, their full potential. So for the introduction of, you know, this next series I guess it'll probably be like bonus episodes for the most part, it are going to be strategies and techniques and tips from um, serial participating Olympic throwing coaches and what strategies you can begin to implement this season, if you haven't already, extra tools to add to your toolbox as you prepare to embark on the 22-23 season. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Forza Athletics Life and Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Inferna. Have a great day.